the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the summer between my 8th and ninth grade year, I was riding my bicycle home from swim team practice on a bike path in Reston, Virginia. Next thing I know, I woke up in the middle of Colts Neck Road staring up at a paramedic. I'd been hit by a car and I had a concussion, a badly broken leg, and some serious road rash. If only someone would have warned me that I need to stop and look both ways before crossing the street. There is stupid, and then there's special stupid. My summer took a dramatic turn in that moment. I was blessed to have survived. Life can change in a moment. A phone call. A text message. A tumble and fall. A doctor's diagnosis. Or a visit from an angel. Joseph of Nazareth's life is already in turmoil. His fiancée, Mary, is starting to show a baby bump, and Joseph only knows one thing for sure. It's not his baby. Joseph is torn up. He's angry, confused, doesn't know how to respond, but Joseph is a good guy. He knows that two wrongs don't make a right, and he still cares about Mary, so... He decides to quietly break things off so as to not bring additional shame upon Mary. But before he does anything, Joseph decides to sleep on it, and so he lays down depressed and brokenhearted. And while he sleeps, an angel of the Lord, a messenger of God, appears to Joseph in a dream. The word angel in Greek means messenger. God's messenger has a message from God for Joseph. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. One short message, and everything changes for Joseph. His plan to minimize Mary's shame by divorcing her quietly is gone. Instead of the gossips thinking that Mary was being unfaithful, now they will assume that Joseph took advantage of poor Mary. Joseph takes the shame that people would have heaped on Mary, and he puts it onto himself. This is what all husbands should do for their wives, and it's a beautiful picture of what Jesus does for his bride the church. Jesus takes all of the shame and guilt of the sins of his people and he puts it on himself so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. The angel addresses Joseph as son of David, even though as far as Joseph is concerned, any glory of being descended from David is long past. Joseph is just another unknown guy from a nowhere town trying to get by. Son of David. What does that have to do with anything? 
Now, those reading the Gospel of Matthew have just read the first 17 verses, which are 42 generations of Jesus' genealogy, going back from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, down to Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. Jesus will be adopted into the royal line of David through his stepfather, Joseph. Those reading the gospel know all of this. But this is all news to Joseph. The first sentence of the angel's message to Joseph is almost incomprehensible. The baby inside of Mary is from the Holy Spirit. Wait, what? What does that even mean? How does that work? It doesn't make sense, and yet it must be true because God said it is true. The first sentence changes Joseph's life, and the next sentence is even more powerful. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. This is not just a miraculous pregnancy. This baby is no ordinary baby. He will save his people from their sins. Who can save people from their sins? No one can do that. No one except except God. And this baby is to be called Jesus. Jesus. That's the Greek form of the Hebrew name Yahshua. Joshua in English. Yahshua means Yahweh is salvation. Yahweh saves. Yahweh is God's name that he told to Moses out of the burning bush. The baby's name means Yahweh is salvation. And the angel says that the baby will save his people from their sins. How can this be true? Joseph's head must be spinning. How can this be happening to me? How is this possible? Mary is pregnant with Yahweh who will save? Mary has the long-promised Messiah growing in her womb? How can this be? How can the infinite God be contained in the finite body of that tiny little unborn baby? So many questions brought by the angel's message from God. So many questions. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Joseph did as he was told to do, even though this turned his life upside down. 
Even though Joseph doesn't know what will happen next, he doesn't know all the implications. He does not have all the answers. He just does what he's told to do. Joseph here is a great example for us. Joseph does not question the angel's message in his, in his dream. He doesn't dismiss it as a result of spicy food before bedtime. He doesn't demand answers. He doesn't try to explain it away or make excuses. He does what he is told to do. He follows orders. And strangely, that almost sounds wrong to us. We've been told to question authority, to not just blindly follow orders. To our ears, it sounds like Joseph's being weak for just following instructions because our sinful nature makes us naturally rebellious. We rebel against parents, we rebel against teachers, we rebel against coaches and bosses and the government. When someone tells us what to do, you think, well, I know better. I, I have a better way. In this world, obedience is viewed as weakness. And we applaud those who resist authority. Joseph does what he is told to do, even though it will make his life difficult. Having Christ in his life does not make Joseph's life easier by doing the right thing. Christ complicates life. Christ brings with him his cross and Joseph's cross and your cross. It would be easier for Joseph to roll over in bed and just ignore each of the angel's messages. But that's not God's way. Joseph does things God's way. And God's way is not the easy way but it is the right way. And while it does not protect you from the troubles and attacks from the world, it will keep Jesus as your king. God's way keeps you on the path to eternal life. You have Christ in your life. You are a redeemed child of God with God's name watered onto you in holy baptism. You are a Christian. And being a Christian means living under the cross. And this will bring difficulties. How should you live? Do what God tells you to do because he is God. And you are not. Love God. Love your neighbor. Love your enemy. Pray for those who persecute you. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Gather together each Lord's Day to confess your sins and receive forgiveness. Keep intimacy inside the bonds of marriage. Turn the other cheek. Don't get angry with people. Do not lust after people. Pray. Give generously and quietly forgive each other care for each other serve God not money 
Do not be anxious. Do not judge others. Speak the truth in love. Confess your sins. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Do what God tells you to do because you belong to God. The the angel's short two-sentence message changes Joseph's life. He goes from being an unknown descendant of King David to being stepfather to the king of the Jews. Joseph's adopted son is the king of all creation, the Christ, the savior of the world, Yahshua, Yahweh saves. Joseph will receive three more messages from God through an angel appearing to him in dreams. He's instructed to flee to Egypt before Herod the Great kills all the baby boys in Bethlehem. And then after Herod's death, Joseph is told to return to Israel. And once there, he's told to go to Nazareth to avoid Herod's son, Archelaus. Joseph receives the messages from God and immediately does what God tells him to do. No words of Joseph are recorded in the Bible. He gave no speeches. We have no pithy fatherly advice from Joseph. He is our example of quiet, humble obedience to God. Joseph does what he is told and protects and provides for Mary and young Jesus. Joseph saves Jesus who saves you and me and all who believe in him. Life can change in a moment. But God's promises do not change. Through all the turmoil and trouble of life, you remain in Christ and Christ in you. You are an adopted child of God. Yahshua. Yahweh saves, saved you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen. We rise to confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed and the prayers of the church will follow the Nicene Creed before the offertory.